WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Monday, January 22nd. It is indeed Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning. 855-839-1210, the phone number. On social media at 1210WPHT, I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzelin with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. Phil Omquist, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. Anything happened since Friday? Matt, pretty slow weekend. <laughs> I tell you, what a weekend. <laughs> we have a lot of good stuff to get to. Don, how are you? I'm great this Monday morning. Gregory. Hello, sir. I'll tell you what, of all the stories that broke since yeah. Friday, yeah. nothing bigger, in my opinion, than Tim Scott getting <laughs> engaged. <laughs> he proposed to Mindy. Wow. Congratulations, <laughs> Tim. We will not bury that yes. lead. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, man. So we have a big take this morning on Fanny the Fraud and Naughty Nikki. We have DeSantis dropping out. Did he? He oh. dropped out. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah. Huh. How about a Sunday news dump? Hey, why don't we do this right away, right around the NFC Championship game when nobody's paying attention? Okay. Tim Scott, he endorses Donald Trump. Nikki says no to the vice president. And why two different staples in sports are going in different directions based mm-hmm. on politics. Hmm. The UFC and Sports Illustrated, that is. So we will get to all of that this morning. But let's get to the news. I am sure there is tons of it. And maybe when we're going to get out of this deep freeze for all of that and more. 604, we go to the great Don Stensland. Yeah, well, we're not getting out of the deep freeze right now. This chilly Monday morning, 17 degrees, feels more like 10 this Monday morning, January 22nd. So the full forecast and when the warm-up begins. But we will say this morning, um, family and friends honoring a teenager, innocent by all accounts from authorities. 16-year-old had just turned 16 right after, right around Christmas time. And he was waiting on that SEPTA train platform when he was caught in the crossfire, as they say, actually a bullet ricocheted and off, off a wall and struck him in the head. He was in a coma for days and then ultimately lost his battle for life. So yesterday, uh, there was a Level Up Philly, a huge uh, community celebration of his life. And 16-year-old Tyshawn Wells was mourned, grieved, as the event was a moment of honor. And they say healing. But for his family, they are still calling for justice. Two teenagers, ages 16 and 17, are charged as adults in his killing. And we'll continue to follow the story and the family's push 
for justice in the case of 16-year-old Tyshawn Wells just waiting on that SEPTA platform like many high school students do. Tenth grader uh, at Frankfurt um, High School. I mean, just just a tragic situation. And, and many are pointing to this as saying this is the kind of situation where this should be a special prosecutor as per Pennsylvania law signed into law by Governor Josh Shapiro. We've talked about that. But that would make Larry Krasner angry, though. We can't have that, Dawn. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't. I haven't heard him talk about this case. In other words, would a special prosecutor help things out? Because they seem to be shorthanded. Mm. All those people have left Krasner's office in droves. I know they're trying to rehire a lot of those ADAs, but so far, they, they're shorthanded. Yeah, wonder why. So we've got that going on. We want to get to the story of road closures this morning, because even though all the snow... Uh, the blustery, wintry weather we had last year, and it felt good to have some snow, and I hope you were out sledding for the weekend. But this morning, we pay the price. Large water main breaks across the region, the biggest in Norristown, and this has forced the shutdown of several roadways because of the freeze over now. So I know the crews are are working to fix that large water main break in Norristown this morning, Happened about 3 o'clock in the morning, intersection of West Penn Street and Cherry Street, and water is flowing down West Penn Street. But obviously, since we're at 17 degrees, you know what's happening on the side streets. How'd you like to be dealing with a water break when it's 17 degrees out? You know, in the summertime when it's 85, might feel a little refreshing. This time of year, I don't know about that. Yeah, not so much for those water crews. Same with firefighters, police officers. Uh, They can't zoom it in. No, you're right. They can't right. go virtual. <laughs> so we've got that one going on. I'll get the forecast in just a moment. A couple of other things that we want to talk about, and that is that we have, um, I, I want to talk about, well, the headline we will talk about today is Ron DeSantis, I know it's a shocker, ended his presidential bid. Nick Hale will talk a lot about that today. But DeSantis ending his presidential bid, endorsing Donald J. Trump, Trump officially retiring the DeSanctimonious yes. title. The sanctimonious will be retired, but mustard will live on forever. <laughs> and as we talk about football, obviously we're out of it as Eagles fans. But in the, um, you know, in the chief uh, fan base, there somebody was topless. It was not Taylor Swift in the uh, as as they were rooting on in the Chiefs, who won ultimately against the Buffalo Bills. It was our very own Jason Kelsey. I tell going you what, viral. He broke the internet last night, did he, he did. not? He, did. I mean, he was having a time of his life, <laughs> shotgunning beers, topless. He jumped out of the booth uh, or out of the suite at one point. <laughs> and did you notice that even though he was there cheering for his brother on the Chiefs, Bills fans were cheering. For Jason Kelsey. Oh, yes. That's how popular he is. And he upstaged Taylor <laughs> Swift, which is phenomenal. Are we okay with him being the, the uh, basically the Chiefs mascot? Oh, here we go. Yes, because if it takes if if it means less go. less Taylor Swift, that's good. Yeah. But now we have to root as Americans next weekend for Lamar Jackson in Baltimore to end the Kansas City Chiefs because that will end Taylor Swift. I can't take a two week Super Bowl build up with her. <laughs> She will dominate everything. She needs to go. So you can't take it? I'm taking her, Nikki, Fanny. I want them all out. <laughs> That's sexist. I think that 
if we took a poll as to who you'd rather see topless, Taylor Swift or Jason Kelsey. Pretty close, right? I think Jason wins. <laughs> <laughs> it's too close to call. We haven't had all precincts report yet, Don. <laughs> well, um, I, you know, last week we had all that snow. I do want to mention trash collection in Philadelphia and beyond resumes to normal schedule. Just the worst. Like, w- what is happening? Yeah. What are we... They they decided they decided that because there was snow the day after MLK Day, that they just weren't going to pick up that right. week. Right. In my area. How's your curb looking? It's just like... Like a bomb went off? We're Not only this. allowed one garbage can anyway. Like, like, we have those giant ones. Really? So I'm, I'm putting out two, and... You know, I tip the garbage men for Christmas. Well, so you tip everybody, yeah, yeah. Damn, damn straight, they better be picking both of them up. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so so the city, so the government only gives you one garbage can, but are you allowed to buy a second if you have more and put out two? Or will they only take one? I think they will only take one. However, I am banking on the fact, again, that I tip them for Christmas, that they will take both of them. Hey, Joey, it's the stalker. Make sure, <laughs> make sure you grab that second can. Exactly. They're so conflicted. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, we return to the normal scheduling, so that's a good thing for all of us. So we are, oh, we're now warming up by one degree. Yeah, I thought, it got, I thought it was getting a little warm in here. <laughs> today the high is going to be sunny, and we do warm up to 36 degrees today. I know you're going to love this forecast. Tomorrow, Tuesday, 43 degrees and much the same on Wednesday, except that Wednesday, some rain showers developing. You're not going to believe this as the roller coaster, the weather roller coaster continues. For Thursday, 56 degrees, we do have a pretty good chance of some rain moving through. And then Friday, heavy rain, but 62 degrees. So this wacky January weather that we're having. Uh, oh, next weekend, by the way, we won't have as much rain for the Saturday. It looks like mid-50s. But how about that? We reached 62 by this Friday, and we've got some heavy rain moving through. Kalen Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. 611 on this Monday morning. It's time for another Big Take. The Big Take on Kalen Company. And the Big Take this morning brought to you by Tommy D's Home Improvement Center. The Big Take, Receipts of Deceit. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis and Republican primary challenger Nikki Haley making lots of headlines over the last 72 hours and for all of the wrong reasons. Both Fannie Willis and Nikki Haley have been exposed for their lack of integrity and morals, but one is far worse than the other, and we do have the receipts to show it. Allow me to explain why both are frauds, but only really one matters to me. You know, Fannie Willis's career should be over, but at the very least... Her case against Donald Trump should be over immediately. Willis scheduled to appear for a hearing on February 15th regarding allegations that she had an improper relationship with her lead prosecutor. Willis has spearheaded the prosecution of former President Trump in his indictment on election interference charges. And court documents filed earlier this month say Willis hired special prosecutor Nathan Wade, her alleged romantic partner, to prosecute Trump and benefited financially from the relationship in the form of lavish vacations that the two went on using funds his firm received from working the case. Willis has not confirmed or denied the claim, but she suggested she and Wade are both being scrutinized because they are black. When in doubt, claim racism. Let's take a trip down memory lane when Fanny the Fraud said in 2020, that she would fire any employee who sleeps with a co-worker and said it would be unfortunate 
if taxpayer dollars had to be used on sexual misconduct lawsuits. Listen and watch this. Um, it is saddening to me if young women felt like they came to work and they were, one, even judged for being a woman, but, two, if certainly they felt uncomfortable within the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, that will not be something that is allowed on my watch. Um, supervisors under my leadership that are not encouraging and building up my staff will not be supervisors long in my administration. And um, I certainly will not be choosing people to date that work under me. Let let me just say that. Um, You know, we are at a place in society where things happen in people's relationships, husband and wife, sometimes there are outside relationships. I don't think that that's what the community is concerned about, although there, you know, there might be a, a moral breaking in that. I think that what citizens are really, really concerned about is if you chose to have inappropriate contact with employees. I mean, there's nothing that I can say on it other than it is distracting. Um, it is certainly inappropriate for the number one law enforcement officer in the state. Um, and it just, it, it really, really saddens me. And it will be very unfortunate if the taxpayers of this community have to pay for any of those lawsuits. Exactly. That's the way I feel about it also. Yeah. Same here. You can't make this stuff up. So if you're tracking this absurd story of corruption, Fannie Willis ran her campaign on getting Trump if elected, then proceeds to indict him, hire a lead prosecutor she is sleeping with, who has never tried a felony case before in his career, pay him close to a million dollars in Georgia taxpayer dollars, and then bought plane tickets for the two of them in her name to take lavish vacations. This is precisely the kind of inappropriate affair that the Georgia Democrat swore she'd avoid while campaigning for office. And if you were watching on YouTube, you will see the bank records and credit card statements go up here that display the evidence proving that the pair have gone on vacations together to Napa Valley, California, Florida, and the Caribbean. Bank statements released on Friday show that Wade spent thousands of dollars on flights to San Francisco and hotel stays in Napa Valley for himself and Willis in April of 2023. He also spent $2,600 for a Royal Caribbean cruise and another $3,800 with a company that offers vacation packages in October of 2022. That according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. All right, so I'm done with this case and this fraud, Fannie Willis. Let's move on to fraud number two. That's Nikki Haley. Our our buddy Sean Farage posted a Twitter poll on Friday after this bombshell came out about Nikki Haley, asking what's the best nickname for Nikki to use going forward. The options are Naughty Nikki, Sticky Nikki, Icky Nikki, Nimrod Nimrata, or Neocon Nikki. I personally like Neocon Nikki. However, Naughty Nikki is more applicable following the headlines that she made on Friday when it was revealed by the Daily Mail that Nikki Haley had extramarital affairs. The Daily Mail claims that Haley cheated on her husband, who is a commissioned officer in the National Guard. Will Folks and Larry Merchant signed affidavits back in 2010, claiming they had sexual relationships with Haley before she became governor of South Carolina. And news sources who have come forward to the Daily Mail have indeed confirmed these claims. One affair allegedly began in 2007 with her communications consultant, Folks, while she was a member of the South Carolina House of Representatives. You can read all of the explicit testimony and details in the Daily Mail article if you wish. But here's my take on Nikki's alleged infidelity. And I am consistent with this type of stuff, and I have been in my entire professional career. It means nothing to me, personally. I don't care who people are sleeping with. I don't care that Bill Clinton cheated on Hillary Clinton. 
I don't care that Bill Clinton slept with an intern. I don't care that Donald Trump has had three wives. I don't care what Donald Trump did or did not do with Stormy Daniels. 50% of all marriages end in divorce and people cheat all the time. Doesn't make it right, but as far as it goes for me, it has zero impact to me on who can effectively govern and run a country. I just assume that Washington is full of sleazeballs at every turn, and I'm shocked if any of them have any morals. But to others, Nikki's alleged infidelity might matter. And when you're trailing your top opponent by 30 points in the polls, and you're the only one left in the primaries not named Donald Trump, this will not help her chances. The difference here between Fanny and Nikki is that one may have very well committed a crime and could very well have her case dismissed and quite possibly could get disbarred. The other, that being Nikki Haley, is merely a personal matter. If you are to ask Clinton supporters or Trump voters, does it matter that they were messing around? I'm guessing most of them would say no because they like their policies and where the country was with them at the helm. But just remember, on Kale & Company, we always keep the receipts. And that's The Big Take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, Big Take on this Monday, brought to you by Tommy D's Home Improvement Center. If you are renovating a kitchen or building one from the ground up, Tommy D's Home Improvement Center is your go-to for quality kitchen cabinets, flooring, and molding at affordable rates. Visit their showroom in Philadelphia or visit their website at TommyD's.com. We'll come back, get some thoughts and reaction to that, as well as Ron DeSantis officially dropping out yesterday afternoon. And then there were two. As we continue live on this Monday morning, Nick, Don, and Greg on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. But let me tell you right now about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. Here we are, and we ring in another new year. And our friends at Piazza Premium Automobiles, they want to wish everybody a happy 2024. And they are excited because in a day and age where companies are downsizing, Piazza is expanding. And they just added and welcomed two new members to their family of dealerships, Infinity Ardmore and Maserati of the Main Line, both located on Lancaster Avenue. You will receive the same first-class customer experience that you have come to expect from Piazza Premium Automobiles. You can find your new or certified pre-owned today, whether it's Infinity, Maserati, or other Piazza luxury brands like Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, and more. Check them out online right now at PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Monday morning. Hopefully all of you had a great weekend as we get another work week started here on Kale and Company. Nick, Don, and Greg. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at 1210 WPHT. What's on the cut sheet coming up at 745? But what a whirlwind last couple of days, really since Friday. And i got to imagine that both Fannie Willis and Nikki Haley are happy that Ron DeSantis jumped into the news cycle on Sunday because that kind of puts them back on uh, the second burner, so to speak, after all the stuff we just mentioned from the big take this morning, which it's always been my stance. I really don't care what you do in your personal life when it comes to things like this. I think the big difference here between Nikki Haley and Fannie Willis is that Fannie Willis is using public tax dollars to hire a guy that she's having sex with that has never prosecuted a felony in his life that will be brought on board to go after the president, the former president of the United States in Donald Trump. 
that is, I think, you know, probably going to blow this case up. I know the Washington Post, the New York Times, they're all like kind of struggling to write their stories and headlines and, you know, try to make sense of this and spin it when I don't really think there's anything to spin. I mean, this is, uh, this case should be over immediately, uh, and she should probably be disbarred, especially, you know, this is the thing I love about all these hypocrites, all these frauds on the far left, everything that they preach, they come back to violate in their own lives. You just heard that there in the big take this morning from 2020. Anybody that has sex in this office with a coworker is fired. Meanwhile, two years later, I'm going to date a special prosecutor that I brought in to get Trump. I can't believe you are even comparing these two women. That's a bad look for Nikki, but I don't have no, any. No, why are I, you comparing them? It doesn't matter to me. I'm this, just saying it's news. It, well, if it doesn't, well, then why aren't you including uh, Donald J. Trump's E. Jean Carroll uh, crazy chick trial? Oh, I said I said all of it with Trump, with Clinton, all of these people. I I I I'm, I, I don't hold any of these people to a pedestal. I, I just assume everybody's sleeping with everybody these days. Yeah, but okay, Fannie Willis. The 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 problem with her is that she she allegedly hired her her boyfriend who by the way has zero int- who has zero experience he's a personal injury lawyer <laughs> personal injury personal injury lawyer <laughs> how crazy is that and she she put him as the lead special prosecutor right. you know this is like one of the biggest cases in the country it's like hiring a divorce lawyer to prosecute a murder <laughs> yeah so on that case, on that side of it she this is poor poor judgment or lack thereof mm-hmm and then spending all of that money and paying him half a million dollars, whatever. So maybe she misused tax dollars, et cetera. Nikki Haley, this is just oppo research on her from, what, 14 years ago that she yep. allegedly uh, had, you know, an indiscretion that she and her husband clearly worked out because they're still together, mm-hmm. which is nobody's business. So why are well, who do you think why are people who do you in the media? Leaked it? Who do you think leaked it? Well, of course. That's what I, is it DeSantis? Was it Trump? I think I think that this was the oppo research that was out there that the, I mean, who who knows? I just look at the, like, what's the motive? And we'll look at the timing. We're coming up on New Hampshire where Nikki is apparently doing a, a nice job in the polls compared to where maybe she's been before. I just think it's a, it's a, it's a total... It's not a coincidence that this came out three or four days before the New Hampshire primary. No, of course not. But it's also the fact that the media has glommed onto this is sexist. And you never hear me say what? anything is sexist. It's sexist. Oh, stop. Every guy, every guy out there in the political realm has a rumor about them. Oh, absolutely. Nobody cares and nobody talks about it. All of a sudden, oh, Nikki, naughty Nikki. Because she allegedly got some on the side, if like all of the other allegedly, you know, presidents did. If I was but a Nikki Haley sudden, supporter, I would not. This would not change my vote. Like if I said I was, if I've said for the last year and a half on this show, I'm voting for Nikki Haley. Would not change my vote at all. Fine, then let's not talk about it. Let's move on. Just let's like we don't talk, talk about, about anybody else's stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying, Fa- Fanny, Fanny, whatever. She she could be in some trouble as they look into this. I mean, this this goes to using tax dollars, very poor judgment, and the fact that she thought she could just put her, you know, and it's a love triangle, this whole hot mess, and she thought she could put this guy in there and mm-hmm. nobody would notice. Right. That you know is crazy time, which is no big surprise. But exactly. Very different from Nikki Haley and her husband 
allegedly having some things going on 14 years ago. So what was your favorite nickname? Do we go Naughty Nikki? Should we go Sticky Nikki? It's up to you. I don't want a nickname. All right, All right. just checking. I, I, my, the nickname I would like for Nikki Haley uh, would be um, what, what, what possible post will she have in the Trump administration after she concedes and puts her support behind Trump. Well, she says VP is off the table. We'll get to that story. Yeah, because she's not going to get it. That's yeah, why. exactly right. DeSanctis. Let's get to him. No, Let's get to him. Uh, DeSanctimonious has been retired. I, I personally have always liked DeSanctis a little better than DeSanctimonious. <laughs> but this is a, a, a very interesting story because we have to take a little credit here as a show because we had projected this. I think, Greg, you had said... January 15th was our expectation of when DeSantis was probably going to drop out. So we, we only missed it by about, what, six no, days? No, if, if you watch the clip that I show, that I sent you guys last night, it was, it was, when that story came out by the Hill, it was, they said that he was going to drop out on January 15th. Uh-huh. I said that, that now that that story's out there, that they can't drop out on January 15th. That story was 100% true, but they can't drop out on January 15th. So they were going to they were going to wait a couple of days mm-hmm. and by the end of January he would be out. Yeah, I so had said on yeah. uh Saturday I said that he is probably I'd be surprised if he made it past Wednesday. Keep in mind the New Hampshire primary is tomorrow. So this was interesting because Bloomberg yesterday was the first with the breaking news saying that the Florida governor is planning his exit from the 2024 campaign, expected to endorse Donald Trump for president, people say, and the campaign is trying to sort out the best time and place to drop out. And within an hour of Bloomberg tweeting out that breaking news, it does come out. It is official. Ron DeSantis has suspended his campaign and dropped out of the presidential race. He has endorsed Donald Trump, and he put out a, I thought, a pretty good video. It's about four or five minutes long. But here's, here's the big takeaway uh, with this. The, the only word that matters is unite. U-N-I-T-E. This, this to me, is where, and it's, it goes both ways. You're such an Eagles fan that you spelled that out. You like that? E A G L U N I T E. Yes. They need to do in Philadelphia. That's correct. We have to spell things out and make it simple. And it goes both ways. DeSantis backers need to get on board and back Donald Trump. And Trump supporters that felt DeSantis was disloyal need to open up their arms and welcome them back in because the mission is simple. Every vote is needed, all hands on deck, to beat Joe Biden. And the same thing will apply to Nikki Haley both ways when Nikki Haley drops out. Nikki Haley supporters need to vote for Donald Trump, and Donald Trump supporters need to welcome back in the base of the bird brain and get everybody on board. Because Dawn says it all the time. What do Democrats always do? They rally. They get it together when it matters most. They unite behind somebody, and it's all hands on deck. I think that's got to be the thing. I know Trump DeSantis battles. There was all these fights between the two camps on Twitter for the last 12 months. Let bygones be bygones. Yeah, you're all on the same team. You're all Team R. That's that's my takeaway. Like, don't don't make fun of anybody else. Just just be a forgiving person. It's politics. It's dirty. But at the end of the day, this is what it ma- this is what matters. You have to get behind Trump because there can't be four more years of Joe Biden. That 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 to me is I think the obvious takeaway from yesterday. And I thought it was nice that DeSantis endorsed Trump. And I thought it was you know. 
a relatively solid one. He didn't go over overboard. He didn't go above and beyond. He trashed Nikki Haley though, didn't he? Yeah. He did. Yeah, he did. We- you want to hear some of it? Oh yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't the, know. Yeah, I was gonna wait for the cut sheet, but okay. uh, we can play it uh, later too, Phil. Uh, if you can grab cut nine here, this was just a part of it. It was like a five or six minute speech. I yep. grabbed about ninety seconds of it, Phil. If you can, uh, if you can go with cut nine here, go. Me, why I decided to run for president to fight for those who have been forgotten in this country. This is America's time for choosing. We can choose to allow a border invasion, or we can choose to stop it. We can choose reckless borrowing and spending, or we can choose to limit government and lower inflation. We can choose political indoctrination, or we can choose classical education. These choices are symptoms of the underlying struggle to ensure that constitutional government can endure and that Western civilization can survive. And we launched this campaign to bring accountability to government, regain sovereignty at our border, and restore sanity to our society. We cannot succeed as a country if we allow our nation to be invaded, our currency to be debased, our cities to crumble, and our kids to be indoctrinated. The D.C. elites who facilitated this mess do not care about you, and they do not work for you. They work for themselves. They seek to accumulate power at your expense to pursue an agenda that is harmful to the American people. Citizens do not serve politicians. It is the duty of politicians to serve you. Talk is cheap. Actions speak louder than words. Reversing the decline of this nation requires leadership that delivers big results for the people we are elected to serve. I have a record of leading with conviction, championing an agenda marked by bold colors, delivering on my promises, and defeating the people who are responsible for our nation's decline. That is the type of leadership we need for all of America. Now, over the past many months, Casey and I have traveled across the country to deliver a message of hope that decline is a choice and that we can, in fact, succeed again as a nation. Nobody worked harder, and we left it all out on the field. Now, following our second place finish in Iowa, we've prayed and deliberated on the way forward. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. I'm proud to have delivered on 100% of my promises, and I will not stop now. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. Well, I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I will honor that pledge. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, a repackaged form of warmed over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. The days of putting Americans last of kowtowing to large corporations, of caving to woke ideology, of over. Yeah. So a couple of things. Um, I think it was good that he did it at this point because maybe, maybe, just maybe, and I know it's 15 billion years from now, maybe in 2027 and 2028 he's salvageable and he becomes the guy. When Trump is out of the equation, takes a shot at Nikki, 
Doesn't really, I, I didn't think he needed to bring up the disagreements between he and Trump when it comes to Fauci and COVID. I, I don't think that was the time or the place. So kind of a little petty on that front, a little bit of petty on Nikki. Although, obviously, when he drops out, he's basically telling his supporters to back Trump and not back Nikki Haley. Uh, but now if you're keeping track of everybody that's dropped out, Tim Scott, he has endorsed Donald Trump. Vivek Ramaswamy has endorsed Donald Trump. DeSantis has done so. And I, I ultimately believe Nikki Haley will as well, leaving Chris Christie the only guy of the five or six that we were talking about for the last four or five months not to offer up an endorsement for Donald Trump. The fact that he did that on a Sunday really shows me that that Hill story was 100% correct, that he was he, the whole plan was to drop out on January 15th for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and that story leaked. And they were like, well, we have to do it. We can't do it on that day because that'll look bad. So let's, you know, because we have to prove that the media lies. So let's, let's move, uh, let's move it up, you know, yep. or, or push it back or whatever right. it is. And that's a, that's exactly what it did. Cause you're right. It was a, it was a news dump on a, on a Sunday evening. You know what I mean? Did, so. did he sound a little bitter, guys? Did it sound like he, he's got this, you know, kind of, I'm a little ticked off that I he, didn't resonate more? It, it seems yeah. like he's a little, he's got a little bit of sour grapes to him. It was a little bit. Um, it, look, just my opinion. A little condescending. Just my opinion. You guys can distance yourself from this if you want to. It was the worst run campaign I have ever seen in my entire life. It was. I've never seen somebody with so much potential that completely just blew it on the general stage. You know, on the on the mm-hmm. you know biggest stage, and and you know. It was $150 million or whatever that was just flushed down the toilet for zero delegates, for zero anything. Yeah. So I don't really know what he gained from it at all. Um, you know. It, so is it worse than Ted Cruz? Oh, by oh, far. Yeah. Okay. Ted Cruz had a little bit of a showing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, trying to think of other people in the last yeah, no, 25, 30 years. I can't think of a, you know, maybe Scott Walker, maybe like somebody like that who who had the potential to be, but like he came out of the gate just, you know, with that Twitter spaces thing, just, just yeah. it, it was just a flat tire the entire time. <laughs> it's a good way to put it. And, and you know, there's, there's not, the only thing that he is hoping uh, is that, you know, Politics is a, you know, 2028 is a long time from now and people forget. So he is salvageable now, in my opinion, for 2028. But boy, did he do a lot of damage to his career and reputation, in my opinion. So who was worse, Ron DeSantis's campaign team or Nick Sirianni's? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, come on. The biggest oh, disappointment. Was- Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis or the Eagles? Oh, what are we doing, guys? Six one zero. Wow, uh, it, it was pretty bad. But go ahead, Don. No, oh, okay. I, I mean, that's just it. I mean, there are all these rumors about who who the Eagles are going to fire, and is Nick Sirianni okay? But it sounds like he's shaking things up and shook things up at the wrong time. And yeah, so maybe there's a parallel there. The the thing with DeSantis, and you heard it there multiple times. Have you noticed he does not put a huge emphasis from a messaging standpoint on the economy? You heard him talk about 
financial something there. But multiple times he brought up the political indoctrination, the education, and the woke stuff in the school system. Like, that was that was his calling card, right? He was going to be this woke warrior. He had all these policy, uh, you know, successes in Florida. He's done so good, you know, against education. But that is when you get to the presidential level, that's one seventh or one eighth of the pie. Like that, that's a, that's a slice of the pizza for DeSantis. That was like half of the pie. And I think people, he needs to realize if he runs it back in 2027 or 2028. Number one, he's got to ditch the word woke. Hopefully that word woke is out of the vernacular anyway, so it's not a thing. Yeah. But if I'm if I'm consulting him and I'm coaching him up, I'm like, dude, just drop that. Not saying you can't fight for school choice or things like that, because as a parent, that matters. But that can't be, like, your calling card. It's the economy. It's the border. Like, Trump is great because Trump gets it when it comes to immigration and the economy. And he should from an economic standpoint because he's a businessman. And he's a money guy. So that's that's like his wheelhouse. But DeSantis has got to re-look like look at all of the top talking points and all the top topics that we care about in this country and re- reorganize them. Like the woke school stuff, like if you're running for school board or you know, like city council, I got you. But president of the United States, you slide that down to like eight or nine. Well, Politico did that piece on Friday that called, they were quoting all these veteran GOP strategists who called it, the worst run GOP candidate, you know, uh, candidacy and campaign ever. Mm-hmm. But also, I would say that the killer is they're calling it, you know, the JV team. Yeah, it was just it was they didn't even they never went above, you know, to the varsity level. It was mm-hmm. always JV. Remember, they did that Twitter. Remember, he yeah. launched on Twitter. Yep. Yeah, it and it was all glitchy. Terrible. Yep. So there's a flat tire coming right out of the if, gate. If this is the worst campaign ever, let's let's just throw out the hypothetical question then if donald trump was not in this race right now no. do, do we think that DeSantis would nope. lose to haley yes yeah if he was doing what he was doing yeah yes a hundred percent so you think haley it, it would had, be the the nominee over it, DeSantis? it had nothing to do with his message because his message i'm sorry it does resonate with a lot of people a mm-hmm. lot of conservative voters it just it was delivered very poorly he's yeah. just not a He's not a charismatic guy. Yeah. He's just not. And and I'm sorry that, you know, to say that because it sounds superficial, but like you need to be that in order to be president of the United States. You just need to be charismatic. You, you can have the best policy in the world if you can't communicate it. You know, then what like, look at the look at the Biden administration. Yeah. I mean, like he's they cannot communicate their message to save their life. Nobody in the administration can. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, that's the staggering part. Well, it's funny, too, because, you know, you mentioned the fact that, you know, we called this a week or two ago. Right. You yep. know, with with the DeSantis thing. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, like, oh, I, I, I knew this was coming. I called this and everything. like. It's like you didn't you know, it's like calling that the sun's going to come up right this week. Like, of course, he was going to drop out. Of course, he, like he couldn't keep going the way he was because it was such a a you know a poor campaign that he ran of course he was going to drop out the only question news yeah of course not the only question now is does nikki make it after new hampshire to south carolina is she going to drop before she gets to her home state i mean because if she gets crushed by trump in new hampshire are you going to wait another month to prolong the inevitable 
Well, now that it's a two-person race, I, th- I think she does. Yeah, she even, probably will. Even if her showing in New Hampshire isn't exactly what she wants, it'll be close enough, I think, that she that her donors will continue to say, okay, you know, let's keep this thing going, see if we you know, can get some yeah. momentum going, Super Tuesday and all that nonsense. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just I, I don't see her, now that it's a two-person race, I don't see her bowing out anytime soon. All right. The question I wonder, though, is where does all the money go? Because mm. DeSantis has a ton of money, all those super PACs, and never back down super PACs. So where, how does this work with the super PAC money? So does he get to keep that? Is he donating money? He endorsed the Trump campaign, yeah. but it, will he donate some money? Goes back into the war chest. It ain't going to Nikki, right? No. Nope. Like, we realize that. So I, I'm not we, even sure that it would go to Trump. We also put way too much emphasis on Iowa and New Hampshire. Like, I think Iowa has 3.1 million residents. New Hampshire has 1.7 million. Like, it's basically, you know, uh, Los Angeles and Phoenix. Yeah, it's crumbs. It, it has nothing to do with what the general election... Yeah, but it convinced DeSantis to drop out because it's, it's public embarrassment. It's basically like, DeSantis, you, you know what I mean? DeSantis was going to drop out anyway. So I, I don't think this had anything to do with it. He knew that his... You know, his goose was cooked. I never thought he would be out before Nikki Haley. I thought he would be the last one standing next to Trump. But I think she will be out. And we've we've talked about the timing of it. I mean, I think for DeSantis, he has a he has a job. He he's governor of Florida for Nikki Haley. I just don't see her going into South Carolina and being embarrassed and spanked in her home state. Mm-hmm. So I think she drops out certainly before South Carolina. I mean, nobody in her state is endorsing her. Not Nancy Mace. Yeah. Um, Tim Scott just endorsed Trump on Friday night. Lindsey Graham has endorsed Trump. And we, we know that South Carolina, from a polling standpoint, is Trump country as well. So, I mean, the writing's on the wall for Nikki. So unless she has an unbelievable showing, a shocker, with the Sununu endorsement of New Hampshire... Um, I think you're right. The writing is on the Again, wall. Again, it's 1.7 million people. That has nothing to do with... Well, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it, has every, but it has everything to do with public perception. These are the first two out of the gate. Yeah. And, and it has to do with fundraising, and it has to do with publicly. When you lose big time, then people start pulling away their money. And it's it's all about the money. It's all That's what the polls are, right? It's all about the money. And, and it's all about the endorsements. And what did DeSantis do? He had left New Hampshire. He wasn't even in New Hampshire. He was in South Carolina. He looked ahead, went to South Carolina, and thought, wow, Trump has got this locked up. That tells me that Nikki Haley's people after New Hampshire, they're going to say the same thing. Yep. 855-839-1210, the phone number. We will come back and hear from Nikki Haley on no interest in vice president for Donald Trump. Kalen Companies, we continue. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Let's talk about Parks Casino. We love Parks. P-A-R-X. Parks Casino. The number one casino experience in the entire region, the entire Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, for sure. Why? Because they really do have it all. It is my casino of choice. 3,200 state-of-the-art slots, 115 live table games, the best sports book on the East Coast, award-winning restaurants, New York's best club comedians, Every other Thursday night and the best bands every weekend only at 360 Lounge. Parks Casino, the ultimate destination for action, excitement, entertainment, plus top headliners every weekend at the 1500 seat Excite Center at Parks Casino. America's top psychic medium 
Matt Frazier, April 20th, comedian Andrew Dice Clay, April 27th, plus SNL's Colin Jost headlines February 16th and 17th. My husband said, I'd love to see Colin Jost Saturday Night Live, right, does the news. But Larry said, I bet you it's already sold out. We have to check that one out. That's Valentine's Day weekend. Comedian Nikki Glaser, March 9th. Singer-songwriter Emmylou Harris, March 22nd. Plus, free parking, valet parking, EV charging stations for everybody. So for all things Parks Casino, just visit ParksCasino.com, P-A-R-X Casino and Sportsbook. This is how you win. Gotta be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Tim Scott endorsing Trump at a uh, rally Friday in New Hampshire. Tim Scott saying, you see, we need a president who doesn't see black or white. We need a president who sees Americans as one American family. And that's why I have came to the very warm state of New Hampshire to endorse the next president of the United States, President Donald Trump. Tim Scott goes on to say, quote, it's time for us to unite our party so that we make sure that the only target we're talking about is firing Joe Biden. Our country can't take four more years. I'm not sure we could take 10 more months, Scott went on to say. The best way for us to get rid of Joe Biden as our president is to unite the party now behind Donald Trump. And then in regards to the Veep, you know, there's a lot of stuff with Elise Stefanik out there. I saw over the weekend where maybe she could very well be one of the front runners because uh, Nikki Haley is saying it's off the table. I don't want to be anybody's vice president. Well, Trump, <laughs> Trump needs to learn to pronounce her name then because he mispronounced it at a rally yesterday. So if well, he, who? Stefanik? Yeah. Oh. I'll have that clip coming up at 7.45, but yes. Okay. He mispronounced her last name. All right. Well, at least he didn't, he didn't call her Nancy Pelosi, though, right? <laughs> oh, we have that as well. Well, there's... We'll get to that one. <laughs> uh, Nikki Haley uh, reiterating, I don't want to be anybody's vice president on Friday. It is off the table. Quote, I've said from the very beginning, I don't play for second. I don't want to be anybody's vice president. That is off the table. Uh, she also went on to reiterate, I don't know how many more times I can say this. I do not want to be vice president. She told the ABC affiliate uh, in New Hampshire. So um, I don't think Nikki was going to be the selection anyway from Trump, but she has reiterated, I've got no interest, even though she is playing for second. She just doesn't realize it yet. All right. uh, Coming up next, Dawn will have some news to kick off the second hour. And then also we have to get to these two stories from the weekend, the demise of one of the greatest publications of all time and why one sport is the only one that actually allows and believes in free speech. Where do you hear what Dana White had to say over the weekend as we continue Hour 2 of Kale & Company, and it's next on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Start your day with Kale & Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app.